Today, uh, I insisted that uh, we produce a show uh, based on one of your last article that you wrote for ParisianGentleman.com and that you called The Mysteries of the Tailored Jacket. Why did you use the word Mysteries of the Tailored Jacket? Is it to be dramatic? Uh, well, I didn't really want to be dramatic. I was just trying to convey um, something that happened to me. And that is that for years, I didn't even know half of what I wrote in this article. Because something, after I got, I'm guessing eight years in this business, as yes. both, both dressing, um, bespoke, made to measure, some ready to wear. Yeah. And then what, looking at thousands of Images, what used to be Tumblr. Remember when Tumblr was? Oh yeah, big? yeah, yeah. Uh, how yeah. many hours did I spend? Oh on yeah, you countless, spend. Uh, I countless. can testify. I can testify. She's she's looking at thousands of jackets. Almost, I would say hundreds every day for sure. So I have my Tumblr degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so other than the other, so anyway, and and after then going to Instagram and seeing. I'm being bombarded with all these images of suits, studying the details, understanding the overall silhouette or shape of the body and how different elements of the suit yeah. shifted your perception of the body. Mm. After that eight-year period, I was just things started to click, and I just understood better how the components made up the whole. Yeah, and this is funny what you say, because um, I was rereading you, and I will read a few... Uh, extracts of your of your magnificent article, but um, basically you boil down this year almost a decade of studying the suits to three things: the fit around the color, which is very important, the button placement, and the pocket placement. So it's fairly simple. Yeah, I, I don't think it summarizes everything. It just summarizes those things that maybe you hadn't thought of. Okay, a lot of you had thought about the collar gap, of course, but there's something else maybe you hadn't thought about that we're going to reveal. So you just explained that sometime you put on uh, a jacket and yeah, you still uh, notice after all these years a few things that could have been done better. And you say everybody has different proportion. One here may be lower than the other ear. A torso may be Ugly or even tru truncated shoulders may slope downwards. I know this very well. You have one lower shoulder. Yeah, my left shoulder is way lower than my right shoulder. Uh, my mom did a good job on many things, not on that, uh, uh -huh. but it's okay. My tailor is fixing this, of course. That is job. It's a tailor's job to work with different morphologies by adjusting elements of a jacket to balance your overall look but even if you are not using a tailor and that's all the point because not everybody is using a tailor it's important to know the three areas you have to look at and you know what you may not even know you have one shoulder lower than the other you may not know you have one ear lower than the other until you go in for a, a fitted glasses that's i mean for sure. you it's things that other people may not perceive but the tailor is usually if he's a, an experienced tailor be, will be fine-tuned enough yeah. to note the differences from one half of your body compared to the other half of yeah. your body you're right but that's something which is also magical in the sartorial world and in the tailoring world that does okay, you can be extremely experienced. And as you write on your article, and that's true, I've seen it myself, is that sometimes uh, you said, I've seen top tailors craft suits with glaring color gaps and maestros, real maestros, who have been working decades positioning the waist working burton, for example, so high 
that one button you look like you know you, you well it totally. looks like the chest button instead of the waist exactly. button if you were standing at a distance and exactly and you say I've seen lower pockets and breast pockets on sports coats and suit coats placed too high on the body as if a puppeter was yanking the garment upwards from overhead yeah, and that's true mm-hmm. because even and, and it's true also for specifically for very experienced um, uh, bespoke tailor who have been doing the same jacket over and over and over and yeah, over again. Yeah, and you again. have to remember, bespoke tailors aren't doing like we are. They're not looking at back when Tumblr was big. They were spending hours days, hours of a day looking at Tumblr, and they weren't reviewing Instagram pictures. They were doing their job, and the really popular ones had so much work that they really couldn't get empirical evidence of the specific little components of a coat that will make a big difference, or of a jacket, or of a suit. Yes. And so, of course, you're going to fall into a pattern over the years yes. and miss things sometimes. Exactly. And you write three, three, ladies and gentlemen, only three will will a little bit of unusual things These yeah, are unusual yeah. three things. key things to notice mm-hmm. before acquiring a jacket so remember that if you have to take notes if you really are into it's a little bit if you are a little bit advanced on your sartorial journey it, but I, 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 even if you're a beginner after oh all, well if you're a beginner and you don't want to know all this don't stress yourself out just wait a year and then watch this exactly so, so and yeah, then it might have, be a little much for you and if you have to watch one episode of sartorial talking maybe this one if you're interested in tailoring of mm-hmm. course we're not speaking about shoes or accessories so the first area is everything that happens around the neck Okay, so of course, Sonia traumatized the world with the infamous color gap. So we're not going to re-demonstrate again because... Can I qualify? Just, okay, I want the world, our sartorial world to know... I do not criticize people who have collar gaps because we sometimes have collar gaps. It happened to if me yesterday. Our, we put our arm around somebody, all of a sudden, eh, you get this big gap. Or maybe you're oh, making... You lost your brooch, baby. It's my mom's brooch. It's actually a lapel pin. It's like this. Okay, it, put it, it back. It clips right on, over oh. on the right side. Anyway, yeah. diversion there. Yeah. So what was the point that I was making? You were saying, I was saying that we received so many emails of people who are obsessed and they see color gaps everywhere. And so in this article, guess we used Prince Charles um, in the past as an example of someone who had a color gap. Because if Prince Charles has a color gap, of course, it's okay if you sometimes have a color gap. He's very well educated. Of course, he knows it very well and would prefer not to have one. Yeah. So, qualification so, done. Yeah. So, in a f- one word, if you don't, if you never heard about this infamous color gap that Sonia has been, I'd say it again, traumatizing the tutorial words with, a color gap is this, is when your jacket is too far from your shirt color and it should not be. Of course, sometimes when you make movements, it can happen, mm-hmm. but when you are Or when resting, you lose weight, he lost Yeah, 20 I lost a lot of weight, and so I can confess, yesterday I took a picture even at Chiffonelli, and then I had um, a jacket has not been altered, because that's another secret. When you are losing weight, don't rush to your tailors because you are so enthusiastic and have said, Hey, Mr. Taylor, I lost three kilos, so please change all my wardrobe and, and alter all my jacket. And the problem is that most of the time, three weeks later, you have to go back much less enthusiastic to your tailor. Have him let it out. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, uh, Lorenzo. I can't button my jacket again because I've been eating a little bit too much pot au feu. 
and drinking maybe too much Bourgogne wine. Anyway, that's the second thing that is maybe less noticed and mm -hmm. which is probably even more uh, current. You can see it everywhere. Is what you, um, you, you, you name the low-resting jacket collar on the back of the neck. It's almost as if, with a low-resting jacket collar, it's almost as if someone just literally cut the top part of your collar off and it's lowered all the way down beneath your neck. Yeah. And you can expose the entire back of the shirt collar. And I don't know why no one talks about this. For me, proportionally, I'm... It, it took me a while to figure out what's going on because there was no collar gap. Mm -hmm. It's just that... There was a sinking of the back of the collar. So yeah, you're going to show a few pictures right now. Collar on the shows. Screen, it didn't, yeah. the, the back of the jacket didn't come up over the shirt yeah. collar at all. And I used to get uh, people who were experts in the sartorial field and they would talk to me about this back of the collar. It needs to be a little higher. I'm like, you're very picky. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then I started noticing people yeah. who had no back of collar at all. Yeah. And that's a low resting collar. And it does look strange when you know what you're seeing. Yeah. So in a nutshell is when you You are showing too much or if not all your shirt color that is because your jacket color is resting too low on, on your neck is that right correct? it's as if you remove uh, you didn't have a shirt color and you're wearing a shirt and your whole neck was showing it would yeah. be weird so we've seen very famous and well-dressed people having this problem of low resting color and this is something which so we don't speak about color gap here we're talking about the position yes. so The ultimate solution, you know what it is, ladies and gentlemen, is having long hair. <laughs> like this me. covers a lot. Yeah, because of me, you don't see anything on my neck anyway, mm -hmm. so it may be a solution. But uh, you're, well, you're going to get some bad feedback on this. Well, one, you're too so, much what? of a rebel. You're, there's not enough rebels in the world who are going to grow their hair. I'm yeah, guessing. I'm not sure about <laughs> that. But uh, so anyway, so now the next time, the next thing you pointed is the reverse. That is to say, when the color is too high. That is to say, you hardly see the uh, the back of the shirt. Well, I'll tell you a secret. That was actually Hugo's idea. That doesn't bother me very much, but it does bother you. You you don't like it when the entire back of the color comes up all the way over the shirt color and doesn't, doesn't show the shirt. You? It doesn't bother me. At least, at least they're covering the back of the of the shirt collar. Yeah. But you don't, you know, that is a proportional um, uh, shift away from where well, it should be. In my be, opinion, there's nothing more elegant than uh, the back of your jacket uh, that come the neck come a half of your shirt collar. This yes. is for me the most natural. That's ideal. Yeah, this is the most natural. I Because hope. if we look at the back of, yeah. of your shirt, yeah. you're showing about, I would say, two centimeters yes. or so yeah. of shirt collar. And uh, it's coming up 50%. Uh, and that's your ideal. Yeah, I you, think it's the yeah. best. There's Because a range, honestly, when, when sometimes you don't even see the shirt on the back, mm -hmm. it's for me, it looks like the, something's yeah, off. Yeah, you don't you like don't? that at all. Okay, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, uh, Some may say, those two people, once again, they are nitpicking, <laughs> measuring centimeters. Or how about there's bigger problems in the world than yes, this? Yes, of, of course, but I this mean, is our on. subject, right. darling. It is And when some people subject, invest yeah. money, it doesn't matter if you, you know, for some people, $200 is a lot of money. For mm -hmm. some other people, $5,000 is not a lot of money. So we speak to everybody here. We don't care whether, whether your wallet is very thick 
and very full or not, it's just general rules that you can apply to be as elegant as you can, no matter how much money you have or don't have. And I the think idea this is, is very important. If you're going to st to spend, say, six thousand euros on a suit, or sixty-five hundred dollars, whatever, on a suit, you want to walk into the tailor, um, the tailoring salon, and have the tailor measure you, keep quiet during the first fitting, let the tailor do the talking, let him do the measuring, let him ask the questions, observe, answer his questions, choose your fabric, and then on the second fitting, armed with information, not to torture the tailor, but armed with information that will just give you a little indication of whether something's right or not right, what you like, what you don't like. You'll be able to have a conversation that makes sense with the tailor and in the end have a suit that pleases you. It's yeah. that simple. It's a and big investment. Yes. And if you spend $600 on the make-to-measure jacket mm -hmm. or $1,000, um, insist on the fact. And when most of the MTM salon uh, in the USA, in France, everywhere, you know the difference, that they, they measure you, but they have most of the time fitting jackets. They have mm. prototypes mm. of jackets on different, you know. So just take the jacket. Normally they will say, okay, it's not, it's not, of course, with the fabric you choose. It's just to see the fit. So they can adjust an existing jacket and then send it to a factory. And then the suit comes back. Make sure that the fitting jacket has no problem like that, no color gap and no low resting color. Okay. It's quite easy to spot. It's simple. So, so it's far. not a matter of money. Of course, if it's with a tailor, he can fix this until the last gesture. Mm -hmm. uh, at least probably after two or three fitting, he can still have an action Adjust, on that. Right. But if it's an MTM salon, you have one opportunity to fix this. And that's when you try the try-on jacket. But my advice, and I don't want to put a mess in the business... Hmm. But if you receive a suit and you see that there's a color gap or lowest in color, my advice is to refuse it because this is not made to measure. This or ask is for just, it to be adjusted correctly. Of course, right? when I say refuse it, then no, don't throw it away, but, uh, and, <laughs> but don't take it like that and mm -hmm. ask them to try and fix it, which is not always possible, unfortunately. Yes. Not and, rocket science, low resting color, color gap. Exactly. Simple. So once again, uh, don't be traumatized by that. The ideal theoretical solution is to have a color that sticks to your shirt color and a shirt color that shows two centimeters. 50% of your shirt color is the ideal proportions for me. The second thing, uh, which is very important and has been a little bit less debated, actually, and even on some forums, a little bit on some highly specialist geeks forum, tutorial geeks, but less... Um, even in our show, we, we, we spoke about it a little bit. It's uh, what you call, what we call for, for, the, for the people who are in the know, the button stance. Uh, that means the waist buttoning point. That is to say, the button you button, when you button your jacket. And there's been a, a kind of a fashion, a trend these last years, maybe five, six years ago, where people were raising this button higher and higher, and sometimes they went way too high. That's right. And we did use the example talking of Paul Stewart back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Um, was it the finesse? Oh, collection? yeah. They created that. They don't do it anymore. They created this kind of um, 
Hollywood all style looking mm-hmm. golden age golden age of Hollywood aesthetic uh, we we'll call Phineas Cole I don't know if mm-hmm. it still exists I don't think and they were buttoning it a little bit too high but they opinion. did it for um, for the mood to create the ambiance yeah. but a lot of people took off with it and so if you see someone who ja- who buttons their button and instead of the waist button the working button is buttoned up where their chest is yeah. that's a little strange for a waist button to be looking like a chest Button. Exactly. So it's always a, a matter of balance, but avoid by all means to have your buttoning button, that is to say the button you actually button, mm-hmm. too high. I mean, this is not natural. It's as if some people are so high, they want to be stylish, they, they put the button stand so high that... It's like they are walking It's on. like their third nipple or something. Yeah. <laughs> or they are walking on, yeah. how do you call it, stilts? On stilts, yes. Yeah, that makes is, the legs look very long yeah. if you put the button and very, it's, very it's high. it's totally off. It is. But you know what? Don't throw your jackets away or don't put them in the back of your closet if your button stance is buttoning way too high up towards your chest and not just above your navel. Um, don't throw your jacket away. Don't hide it in the closet. Wear it, but just wear it open. Yes, and Sonia invented a test. She, inve- she even invented a name for the test. She called it the Napoleon test. So uh, what is the Napoleon test? Well, Hugo's posing like Napoleon in, in his photos sometimes. He has that French blood running through his veins. And so sometimes <laughs> Napoleon it, is just, doing this. it just happens that he poses like this. And so I thought, wow, I was looking at where your buttons were compared to your hands. Yeah. And it, it, it just gave me this like a eureka uh, thing that happened, and yeah. and so you you were doing this with four fingers, yes. And I actually afterwards said, where were your four fingers placed? They happened to be placed just, just above, above your navel. navel, yeah. And your waist button was usually right around where just your a, index in where this your area, index finger, exactly. Is. So, so as a rule of thumb. Without the thumb, actually. Without, ignore the thumb. Yeah, right. ignore the thumb as a rule of thumb. <laughs> That's a very, and it works very well, actually. Okay, you take your hand, you you put your hand and you put your pinky finger yes. just above your navel, just above, like touching it. And then, you see your navel is here, and then you're buttoning theoretical, ideal, somewhere, somewhere just above your index, a little bit higher, a little bit lower, depending on your morphology. But you will feel it very naturally. Yeah, you can. Because... But I have to make an exception here. If anyone Googles Lindsay Lohan, yeah. she has a navel that's so high, it's already up near around where her chest is. It's so a woman? Some, it's, yeah, very, you don't know who Lindsay Lohan is? I'm just French, darling. Um, I'm um, sorry. Okay, so... Uh, if you guys look and women look um, at some kind of Google images, and it, it was a thing. People talked about you, how, oh, and, and she was on a magazine cover, and they had to edit out her navel because she was wearing a bathing suit, and her navel was so oh. high it looked strange. Oh, okay, because so I was saying, was how story. do you know about her navel? That yeah, was okay. the whole story. Ah, okay, okay, okay. But this thing, you, uh, yeah. except this thing, yeah, that I didn't know. I'm sorry, I'm not into bathing <laughs> suits. Okay. That's maybe the reason why oh, I'm not, you not like American. <laughs> and it's just that... Do this. Honestly, it's a very, very handy test. Uh, put your hand, the Napoleon test, remember? Put your hand, your pinky finger just above your navel, and then the buttoning, the button stance is just around 
just above your index, a little bit higher, a little bit lower, but this is a very, very uh, practical thing. Very and it practical. works. If you have a, yeah, a, so, no problems uh, with belly you, buttons. So we're going to show you a different um, pictures. Um, for example, here, uh, we're going to do it live. We have uh, some button stands. Sometimes, on the contrary, there are too low. Yeah, and it more, happens. Uh, not very common, but it happens. Yeah, it, it does. happens. And some sometimes you have some that that what you showed you is a kind of a neutral button stand, natural button stands, and of course some people. And that was a disease of the last ten years. They were way too high. And you say a final note on buttons. Uh, a rookie tailoring mistake is to place buttons so close to the, the hem of a jacket that it appears that the buttons are dangling from the edge of the fabric. I had to say that because I would see young tailors, and, and, and when they put the buttons on the jacket, yeah. they place the buttons on the edge, almost on the edge of the oh, yeah. hem yeah, of yeah. the jacket, and I just wanted to cut the button off <laughs> and, and sew it on myself further away. Exactly. And then... Um, Something like more for women, maybe, but also for men. But mainly for women, you say, on a double-breasted jacket, take care not to place the top buttons directly on top of the nipples. Well, yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah, it really weird, and I see it from time to time. But, and and it, now that it's in my head, of course, it's strange for me. But you know what you can do? Mm -hmm. if, for example, if you have a four-on-one double-breasted jacket, yeah. and you notice that the two top buttons are precisely where your nipples are and yeah. it's playing the one that you head. don't use that's just here for ornamentation wow right? if it's a four button or yeah. even if it's a six button we'll start with the four button you can remove those two buttons and put them underneath yes the or you can also jackets. put them a little bit inward you, you or... can you can put them somewhere else okay above that's not very important but uh, of course mm -hmm. as sonia she's creating um, uh, things like that that everybody has become obsessed with and now I'm looking at that constantly and I see some tailors are putting the top button you understand on a, uh, for example on a 6 on 2 we're talking about the two top buttons mm -hmm. that you don't use Right. And uh, try not to put them right on the nipple, especially if you are. And a you go open this double breasted um, jacket and you can open them sometimes if there's That's something correct. strange going on yeah, until yeah, you get yeah. it. Fixed. Okay, you can throw purists, you can throw rotten tomatoes at me. Yes, I do uh, wear my double breasted suit sometimes open, open and it's kind. And now, I must admit, I like it, it brings some kind of. Italian flair. Well, too, in, in the, the summer game. when it's so heated, you have to open it just to get air yeah, sometimes. But even in the winter, that's my rebel, rebel yes, um, spirit. And then the third place, so you remember? First one, everything around the neck. No color gap, no low resting, and no too high resting neck. That's easy. Three things to remember. The, uh, the, the, the more balance is the jacket at the middle of your shirt color. The second is the um, uh, button stance, the button placement, so it's, it's easy. Use your it's four It's so fingers. easy, just where's the working button? Exactly. Four fingers just above. It's normally the theoretical best placement, but you will feel it natural. I That's think the whole idea. Exactly. And the third thing is about pocket placement, and that's very interesting because she noticed it, and... Well, we're not going to give names, but it happens to me uh, specifically on some positions on the breast pocket because it's about the breast pocket and also the hip pocket. But let's start with the breast pocket. Some tailors uh, make this. We'll be back after a quick break. 
Hey, Drew Boa here, host of Husband Material, the weekly podcast where I help men outgrow pornography. Why? So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship without fighting a frustrating, exhausting battle. Find Husband Material wherever you get your podcasts or go to husbandmaterial.com. It's unbelievable that you, this is such an easy thing to do. When you have been crafting a suit for 60 hours and then all of a sudden you just put your breast pocket. Well, it was, it was near your belly. But, <laughs> but I guess he just got in his um, tailoring cave and lost perspective. Yeah. And um, you, we, we like, you tried to put your pocket square in your, in your and chest pocket. pocket and it was, was literally in the middle of my, my in, belly. Yeah, that was really strange. Yeah, it was very, very, very yeah. odd. So same thing on ready to wear or MTM. Be but, careful, but, there's a position. But more often, you'll see the pocket really, Too high. really high, like almost on the top of the shoulder, and mm-hmm. it, it throws out the proportions. Okay, that took me nine years to understand. Okay, that's my confession. And most people are going to think that we are insane, you know, especially if you've never seen a sartorial talk before. <laughs> so I apologize for that. But this took me nine years to understand pocket placement. I don't know why. Most people don't even talk about it either in this um, field that I know of. Huh? Um, anyway, so it's so simple. Just make sure that I'm going to point to Hugo's pocket. Yes. This is a Chippinelli. The top of the chest pocket or breast pocket is near the underarm. That's it. Eh, it's very basic. Simple. So simple. Very simple. Easy but to check. Uh, you're going to be, she's giving you a new obsession. You're going to spot everywhere in the street. <laughs> Appear. Breast pocket at all. Most of the time, way too high. Or more rarely, but it's even worse, way too low. If you don't believe us, look at your favorite tailor's picture. If he is an accomplished tailor, you'll see the top of the breast pocket is always beginning around the underarm. Sometimes um, the breast pocket can hide too far underneath the lapel. Mm-hmm. And if this is the situation, then you can't even put your pocket square in there because the lapel is coming so far. Yeah, over. well, I mean, I mean, I mean, it happens to me a lot of time because I love, you love the large lapels. large lapels. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can spot in the street the oh, real not, uh, whether it is a straight pocket or barchetta which is yes, like I a love how you say that. but you know if you are a tutorialist you know about all that but we wanted to speak today specifically about the placement now let's go lower on, yes. the, on the body and uh, let's say we spoke about lower pockets also known as hip pockets and that's yes. something that first of all you speak about the top of the hip pocket position hip pockets to allow the, for the functionality of putting something inside your pocket it sounds very normal okay for it's a pretty pocket. straightforward you just reach inside oh yeah this is easy in my in my jacket i can easily put my hands in my pocket not that i want to go around putting my hands in my pocket because the purist will say oh you're harming your jacket get your hands out of your pocket put them in your trouser pockets Okay, I understand that. But what if you have a business card, you just want to slip it in your pocket? And what about common sense? When you look at lower jacket pockets and they're really high up on the body, it, yeah. something plays with your mind, you don't really understand what you're seeing. Yeah. Exception if it's a designer element and yes. they're placed up high on purpose for the design. Exactly, but not for practicality. Yes. And then you say something, many times the top of the hip pocket are aligned perfectly with the lower buttons, that is to say, the top of the hip pocket is aligned with your last button uh, or buttonhole on the jacket as if that's horizontal line. And even some tailors make the, this a pride, you know, that is perfectly aligned. Well, uh, you say my personal preference and it's the same for me. 
uh, is that the top of the hip pocket is offset with any buttons or buttonhole to avoid the look of the horizontal line across the body. But this practice, you know, is so common that it's, mm, it may be a preference for Okay, other you think we're getting really specific here. But remember, <laughs> it, we, for we years are. we've been preaching against the contrasting belt. Because a belt that's a contrasting color with the rest of your outfit is going to make this big line right across the center of your body. And it cuts the beautiful flow of the silhouette. And it's the same concept. If you have um, buttons and buttonholes and pockets all lined up, it almost looks like there's a belt. Yeah, but it's so, a matter of preference. Yeah, I don't care. Right? We're getting really On specific this time here. Is a matter yeah. of preference. Total what is, preference. What is very important is that the pockets are placed at the right um, place for natural movement. That's I the think most that's important. That's the best test. Yes. And uh, except if you have some design uh, objective, but that's another story. And the last thing that maybe for me. The thing, I must admit, I learned something. I'm, learn, I'm still learning after... Poof. Together, I think we can say we have more than two decades of experience. Mm -hmm. We've been studying probably tens of thousands of suits and wearing dozens and dozens ourselves and seeing so many, many thousands of friends um, um, wearing suits. And there's something that I never noticed... And you attracted my attention on that is the 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 pocket the hip pocket placement, and sometimes it's just it's just really was a eureka moment for me. Sometimes the pockets are too much in the front. I know why do they call them hip pockets? Because they're supposed to be placed somewhere around your hips, yeah. not slapped on the front of your body. Not on the with, abdomen. A, with full clearance on the hip. Yeah. yeah, you have to, or you should, I believe, position hip pockets somewhere around the hips. Yeah, so on the hips and mm -hmm. not on the belly to make it Yeah, well, they could carry over towards the front of the jacket, which all of them do, but yeah. somewhere the pocket, the hip pocket, somewhere the pocket itself should touch the hip. Yeah, and I've seen, since you told me that, I've seen catastrophes. I think oh, people, with, specifically when you have a little bit of belly, you know, if you drink a little bit too much beer, you eat too much croissant, or you like, you know, too much éclair au chocolat. Huh? Cosmas, you like? Mm. Oh, Cosmas is looking at, <laughs> he's the, looking at, he's the, looking ceiling. at the ceiling. <laughs> uh, well, he is he's quite fit, I must admit. But don't put your pockets in front. And that's a common thing. Well, if you go ready to wear, and you're ready to wear store, and you see those pockets too much on your belly, don't buy this jacket. And the big craze with the safari jacket yes. is, you know, to make an affordable jacket that you can wear more casually and still oh, look like you right. dressed up instead of, you know, wearing your old T-shirt and, and blue yes. jeans. So the Safari jacket. Every time I see safari jacket where the hip pockets are actually around the hips, I'm like very yes. satisfied. But so, a lot of times they're placed right on the front of the body. Yeah. And hey, it's a small detail, but yeah, it can make no, a big no, difference. no, 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 it's not a small detail. I think this one with the color gap is maybe the most important. It's a big detail. All right. Specifically when you want to look good, you know. Mm -hmm. And this is the where I suppose you buy a jacket, and you ride with the craze of safari jacket. We see they want to show. Pockets. Suffering jackets is all about pockets. <laughs> Just look at my pockets. Okay, so yes. remember simplicity or always. It makes sense. A hip pocket has to go on the Somewhere hips. Somewhere around the hips. Yeah, yeah, about the hips, not mm -hmm. on your belly. Okay, so to uh, wrap it up. Yes. First, around the color. No color gap, no low placement, no high placement. Balance. And we show Prince Charles to say it's okay if you have an occasional blip. 
Exactly. Second thing, the buttoning button with the Napoleon test. Four fingers above your navel. This is where your buttoning button should be. Not too high, please, because you look like you are walking on tilts. And not too low, because it's just off. Long torso, short legs. Yeah, it doesn't work. And then the pocket placement. Please, ladies and gentlemen, look. Uh, the breast pocket, not here and not there. Somewhere under the armhole, which is very natural. And then the uh, pockets of the hip, right on the hip. And oh, yeah, somewhere at least touching the hip, yes. Okay, this was the episode called The Mysteries of the Tailored Jacket. And believe me, it may sound a little bit... Uh, you know, small details. We understand, we spend, I don't know, maybe 20, I don't even know, maybe 30 minutes speaking about that. But believe me, uh, first of all, if you are into the tutorial world, these are the three three things you should really look at. I mean, mm -hmm. for me, it's the same level of importance as the shoulder and, you know, the, the proportion of shoulder and having a natural uh, shoulder and not a shoulder doing this. Uh, these are the two or three things that are important. So it's of the same importance for me uh, that these details can make or break a suit, literally. And I think a lot of the people in the sartorial world, they see something and they know something's off, but they can't put their finger on it. So exactly. this episode is maybe to try to help you define what's not clicking in your head in terms of why you do or don't like a certain suit. Exactly. So that was our episode on the mysteries of the tailored jacket. I'm going to close my computer because I want to do my Napoleon test <laughs> in front of you. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Don't forget... If you want to listen to us, we created a private podcast that is reserved for our Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash talks. You'll have to subscribe because this podcast on which we speak about the, the news on the sartorial world, anything sartorial, we, we discuss any subject sartorial uh, very often. It's reserved now for our patrons because it helps us to keep this channel free so i'm sorry i have to do a little bit of promotion but we were able to have all this equipment thanks to this patreon page and it's very important for us to continue that so please subscribe if you want to have more content on the podcast format and we know that many many of you are asking for that so we're very happy to to produce that so napoleon and sonia glynn say to you as usual three two one cheers, cheers.